There's got to be a point in all of our lives when something happens and we become a seeker. All right, well, welcome back to Seekers of the Eternal with our incredible artist, Chris Parks, and me, Jason DeRosha. Chris, how are you this morning? Hey, Jay, I'm doing really great. Hello, everybody. Good to be here uh, sharing again this week, your your weekly dose of non-toxic positivity. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Such a great way to start the day for me. How's What's it like out there in uh, Florida right now? Super hot <laughs> as far as the weather. But um, yeah, here, here in my city, um, just I have a weekly Seekers of the Eternal guided meditation group that I host each week at a really great space for yoga and kirtan and all that that they offer there and every wednesday night i do a live guided meditation we had almost 30 people there last night and yeah really good it makes me feel really um motivated inspired about the the interest that people have in these kind of things it used to be a place that was just full of bars and those sort of things which uh, you know, my old self would probably be pretty bummed about the changes, but then my new self is like, wow, this is so, so great. You know, so paint, that setting, changes. paint that setting, Chris. So what would you see if you, if, if we all flew down there for a meditation set, what would it look like? What would it feel like? Yeah. the And I can, I'll, I'll post a picture of the space here too. Like, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a space that they, in the front, they offer like kava and kratom and teas and herbal supplements and just things like that. Really, really great sort of healthy uh, beverage kind of area. And then there's a, a really nice courtyard where people can hang out and just you can go there any time of the day. It's, it's become this sort of like headquarters for uh sort of i don't know we call it like i don't know like the the guy tanner who owns the place i feel like he's like xavier and it's just a bunch of his sort of x-men showing up that he's (laughs) helping to train and are there people there all day just uh yeah i think yeah believe there yeah he opens up in the morning i think they do like some kirtan music and things like people want to come before work i think they open up at like 6 a.m where you can come in and get some tea and and start your morning with like either breath work or kirtan music and then yeah we we're usually there till we leave the space there around 11 11 30 something like that so yeah it's a nice place just to go and gather really um so non-corporate and um, but is it also just full of um, beautiful murals that people have painted it's got nice uh lighting and sound inside the space we Very can cool. you know we're we're getting about at the max you can get about probably maybe 35 maybe 40 if we squeeze everybody in there and is any and of your artwork up there I haven't painted anything in there yet. I okay. actually met Tanner after, yeah, they had begun, but the murals in there are great. It's like a big Quetzalcoatl mural with uh, Shipibo patterns from the Amazon cool. behind me. And so, yeah, it's a really- Yeah, it, you it, take some pictures and share it. I think everybody would love to see that. Yeah, yeah, great place. Cause when I used, I used to have the meditations in my studio space when we started and then I moved out of that space over the you know after you know before the lockdowns and then i was here in my house where i could only fit a max of seven people in here <laughs> if we crammed everybody in together 
And then, so we were, we were praying and visualizing and asking for a space. And, and that uh, one thing led to another and we ended up being able to have a place where we could meditate at every Wednesday and it's a free, free event. Very cool. Well, that's one of the things that we want to actually bring to our community, the Seekers of the Eternal community. Uh, Obviously we're, we're about to launch our Genesis Pass for Seekers of the Eternal. I think we are four, five days away now, September 6th for everyone who has an allow list. And on September 8th, if there are any Genesis Pass still available, uh, it would be open to the public. But uh, and that is the, the you know the Genesis Pass is essentially the keys to unlock the Hanuman collection. Um, and it was the Hanuman Warrior will be coming out, um, you know, several weeks later. And uh, if you have a Genesis Pass, you get the allow list for the Hanuman Warrior. But um, you know, one of the incredible benefits and utilities I think we were trying to associate with these incredible um, this incredible digital art is IRL events. You know, we're building this phenomenal community through Twitter and through Instagram and now in Discord. We're just shy of 5,000 members, which is absolutely incredible because I was, you know, I remember, I remember the day when we had our first, our first member join and we're looking at, looking at it, like, wow, we, we have someone, <laughs> we have someone that sees us, something that we see and uh, to be, you know, just shy of 5,000 is incredible. But, you know, some of the IRL experiences is, you know, it'd be how wonderful would it be to have a Secrets of the Eternal um, gathering in what st petersburg florida or arizona or our home here in toronto and um and just have a a whole bunch of folks who who are trying to reach their highest potential and um and and have a meaningful experience with other people who are also trying to have a meaningful experience it's pretty incredible so it'd be cool to work Mm -hmm. towards that um come out to visit florida because we all want that nice warm weather and uh it might become uh, something that we can all strive to achieve maybe after the first mint yeah, I think it's going to be so fun to see all the things that we come up with to get together. And that's what's so exciting about this this new technology and this new space. I'm, I'm so happy that I wasn't, uh, I didn't run away scared from it, you know, as <laughs> because new technology, when it comes, it's always frightening. Yeah. It, and I have mm-hmm. to really just like all right take a minute take a breath technology you can't it's inevitable it's always changing it's always coming it always seems scary i remember the first time i opened instagram and it was just like i just wanted a i thought it was like a cool like camera that you could take photos and put filters on and i was like oh no you have to share them like fuck (laughs) (laughs) you know like oh what i mean this was like right right when it came out we weren't used to just immediately taking photos and sharing our whole lives i was just like whoa no way this isn't for me or the first time i saw um what was one of them called periscope it was like one of the early i remember that you know live streaming and you just go on there and i was just like i i I threw my phone across the room (laughs) when i saw that i was like cool you know it's it's like (laughs) opening a curtain to your house really right and allowing people to peer in and you realize like you know you can you can you can decide what you want people to see when they peer in your window but people are peering in your window and uh Uh yeah you have to be really comfortable with that idea and i think you're right it was initially when it came out it was a strange concept because you know, I think uh, it's one thing to have your parents and your friends and your relatives maybe look through, they know who you are, but putting it out there in the world into a space where you don't even know who has access to. It. And once it's there, it's there forever. It's, it's impossible mm-hmm. to take down and almost impossible, I guess. And so, yeah, it, it, it's jarring. But, you know, you, you made a good point. Like, 
it's like anything in life. You can use something to do some terrible things and hurt people and hurt yourself, or you could use that exact same thing to do some wonderful things and help yourself and help others. And that's kind of where I see this space coming. You know, like I've been in the NFT space since, um, you know, beginning of 2020. And um, I remember thinking who in the world is going to pay for a digital picture? Like it's a JPEG. And I think everybody, everybody's gone through that now, right? Everyone that hears NFT, some people are still there. Um, and, and rightly so they got valid reasons for looking at it through that, you know, that lens. But the one thing that I've found over the course of our projects specifically, um, first, I just kind of saw them all as JPEGs and then maybe the group of their community come together, then it could be like a membership. So it's not so much about the JPEG. It's about the, the membership and the community that you're attached to. If you're a board API club holder or an OCM holder, you're, you're, everything that comes with that community, uh, you're a part of. Until our project, where I saw the painstaking effort and love and focus and attention to detail that you put into every single one of these pieces, this is genuine art. It's digital. Everyone's going to get this as an NFT, but it is genuine art. Every stroke, um, every line, every piece of, um, or every element, every color, it's all by design. The computer didn't come along and say, okay, well, let's put the stroke here for you, or let's put, you know, you had complete control over that. And so if you stripped away the membership, the community, and all of those things that I was really, you know, gave the highest value to, um, and I was just left with the art that you created, Chris, I would be so happy just to know what you put into that. So I want to make mm -hmm. sure that people understand what went into each one of these NFTs that they get. There's going to be 5,000 um, Genesis passes and 5,000 pieces of uh, artwork when it comes to the Hanuman collection for each one of those collections. Um, but I want, I want them to understand that. And the added value is all the other things that I put value on, like the community and um, the utility and the benefits and all of those other things that I thought would really define a project, that all, that all of that's coming with it as well. Mm, yeah, thank you, Jay. Uh, it makes me so happy when you know, I send the images to you guys and the reactions from them, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I feel like what I'm able to do now is to take all of these, you know, 20 years of drawing on my tablet and lurking more, you know, um, mastering my craft of, of illustration and all of the ways of attuning to a creative muses to bring something through because it's not something I don't want to bring things that are just coming through my brain or mm. regurgitating things that I've seen. Um, but bringing, bringing something new into the world. Um, but pulling from, pulling from ancient sacred source that um, is, is so inspiring to me. And I've always wanted a project where I could be like wholeheartedly in on and give myself fully to um, that has potential also to support me to continue doing that. Like so often yeah, I, my, my career, the way it would work is I would, I would, you know, really work hard on these uh, images for different brands and agencies and stay up all night and just work super hard to finish those, get a, get a check in. All right. I got a little bit of money and then I would blow it all on a passion project, you know, like something that I wanted to do, a gallery show that I wanted to do, an experience yeah. that I wanted to create, do all of the marketing and the everything that goes along with that, put all of my effort into it and 
uh, be fulfilled in, in, a, in a way of just uh, doing something that I really love to do that yeah. was just pulling inspiration and being able to, to do that. And all of those things throughout the years, they always were amazingly fun and uh, I learned a lot from them. Mm. Um, but they would always end up, it would just all right, I got to go back to my, my regular, my day job here right. and, and earn some money again and then go back to that where this now is fusing these two worlds. Mm. So with NFTs, uh, a way that I'm looking at it is a way for artists to take these passion projects, something that you really want to do fully wholeheartedly and make it, you know, I, and also with like what you were saying, I, I don't want to make, is you know me getting into nft just doesn't mean that my artwork quality is going to go down right like creative ideas are going to turn into some just products that isn't very is interesting i mean in my eyes uh, if i uh, think about like in a gallery of putting five thousand one of one images mm. of hanuman on a wall you know like that is yeah, an amazing <laughs> piece of art yeah you know we're using the tools that are available, which generative um, software that's come out that allows us to, you know, allows me to create like all of these different traits and then combine those. Okay, we're going to use the tools to make it crazier and better. Yeah, yeah. But not using the tools to dumb it down and make it worse. Right. <laughs> yeah, which is which is a risk, and we've seen it with other projects and other pieces of art, and. Uh, yeah, it just feels so reassuring to be a part of a project like that, where, you know, there's, there's, I, I think I talked about this on another podcast, but if I was to pull up with my NFT portfolio and show them to my mother or my wife, there's <laughs> things in there that I would be very embarrassed to show them because uh, I couldn't make sense of it. And you can tell that there wasn't an artist behind it. You know, it was something that was made, um, you know, uh, with not, you know, no attention to detail. There was, it was, it was made for ulterior reasons other than the art and this, you know, as you said, out of the gates, like it's, it's, it's this in, in, incredible artwork, but there's an incredible story attached to it. Right. Like Hanuman is, mm -hmm. as you said, it's, it might be the most told and retold story in the history uh, in human history. Um, it's been told for hundreds and hundreds or thousands and thousands of years. And there's a, there's a story in there that's very human that every human being can relate to on the planet. It doesn't matter your race, creed, or, or religion. Like you, you, you can hear it and you will find a way to say that represents who you are or an experience you've had in your life. Mm -hmm. It's just like the ancient epics. It's like, we're storytellers as yeah. humans. Like what are, what, what are we almost interested in? It's like yeah. stories and movies and superheroes and people with superpowers and heroes that know what to do in situations and can overcome their fears and uh, persevere to uh, help others. You know, like we, we love heroic stories and, uh, this is just, it's part of our human makeup and it's how yeah. we learn and this, the, the depths of it. And that's too, with like with this, it's so fun that monkeys are, are, are a big uh, popular thing in, in the crypto and NFT world right now. So being able to bring in Hanuman 
um, into this into this world. I think he fits right in. Yeah. And then to be able to just go super, super as deep as anything could possibly go. So yeah. each of the images that every trait that you're going to get with with the image is going to come with a, a ledger that, you know, you can you can look up what is the what is the quality? Everything is a symbol, like just in, you know, like this image of Ganesha, like the axe is a symbol, the the lotus and the 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 noose is a symbol. Mm. Uh, everything, the snake is a symbol, and they all they they all have um, convey meaning to the viewer. So if if you know what those symbols are when you look at that image, you know Hanuman is he represents all the best qualities of a human being. The, ability yeah. to control his self, control his senses, to keep his mind calm and um, to be able to uh, uh, dive into wisdom and make the best choices. So yeah. everything on there. And when you get it, it it's going to be so cool because it'll randomly generate all of the traits for you, give you one of those, you know, you get one that yeah. is specifically meant to land in your lap at that moment in that time in your life kind of like a fortune cookie a little bit right sometimes mm -hmm. you, 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 you know you even though they're randomly generated you open one I, I mean i can't tell you how many times like i'm not i'm not big on superstition so i've never been to like um into a space in my life where i've gone to like a, a fortune teller or uh or like you know um what's uh, what, so there's like tarot like horoscopes yes tarot yeah tarot like mm -hmm. horoscopes and astrology that astrology that's right but I would be lying to say that there wasn't times where I've, I've read my horoscope for the week or, or for my, for the month. And it just described exactly where I was. And I know that happens for millions of people, but there's moments where you're just like, Ooh, I, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that, you know, that I'm going to, I'm going to be going through a challenge, but I'll find a way to overcome it. Like as, as general as it can be, humans apply meaning to certain types of experiences. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think that's why the fortune cookie is so popular, but in this situation, you know, to have a piece of art that literally speaks to you, it's beautiful, but then you can, you draw from it, you know, if you know that there's specific symbols, um, that's going to be within your artwork that represents maybe part of you, who you are, or who you aspire to be. I think mm -hmm. that's pretty powerful. And to find that piece of art that you can hold on to, um, and, and refer to and reference, um, is pretty powerful. Yeah, it's like what Robert Ryan was saying in the previous episodes that, you know, I was asking him about, you know, what, well, how do you describe or define uh, deity? How would you uh, explain that to someone who doesn't understand what it is? And he, he says that they are reflections. They should be reflections of ourselves. Right. We see ourselves when we look at them. And that's really, really what they are. The, the deities are just pictorial symbols of the nature of reality yeah and yeah. and the nature of reality is that we are one with the entire universe and when we're looking at uh, an, a flower we're looking at ourselves we just have gotten so conditioned to think that we're the this body we're this mind this personality but Yogananda talks about it and my teachers talk about it. It's like this body is always changing. Yeah. This body that you're in right now, all of the cells have changed so since you true. were, <laughs> you know, you're not the same body that you were born into and you're That's not right. the same personality that you yeah. had. You're I think not, like on, you a, don't, on a molecular, a molecular level, even like I know like every, I think it's like every day or two days or something like that, like every cell 
dies and then regenerates and then there's a new cell. So like who you are physically, like literally who you mm-hmm. were two days ago is not the same person you are today. Yeah, there's no argument for it. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. We're this, yeah, you know, like that movie RoboCop. I love, I love Android movies, uh, <laughs> you know, any, any sort of like um, uh, psychological dive into what makes a human a human. Yeah, you know that scene in RoboCop. The, the newest one too is really great too. It's like RoboCop. He gets this whole. He gets blown up at the beginning, and spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. RoboCop gets blown up at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, and that scene in the new one where his consciousness has been stored is like his brain, I guess, is still there, and he still has his head, but everything else has become robotic. Right, and that moment where. You know, he comes back online and there's like a mirror in front of him and they show like they take away all of the parts, his arms, his legs and everything. And it's just his head there floating. And it's like, <laughs> it makes you question, like, what am I? Yeah. And was I this body? Like, am I this just this brain? What am I? Right. You know? So right. Um, we are. And when we go to sleep and dream we're not inside these bodies. We're not even on this planet where we are completely uh, just consciousness and having an experience. So yeah, that's, that's all that we're doing. And these deities can really just, they just reflect back to us all of the qualities of, of uh, nature of, yeah. of what really is. And so, I, I yeah. love that, man. I think as I've gotten older, you realize whether you're a spiritual person or not, there's like this this interconnecting and interconnectedness that you you can't ignore. You know, you you meet more people and you just re- my Angela has a great bar. She's like, you know, what in all the years she's she's she was on this earth, the one thing she knew for certain is that we were more alike than unlike. And that was a, something that was reinforced for her as she got older and older and older. We are more alike than unlike. And it's exactly that we're all trying to find our way back to each other. And uh, what, whether you look at this over history, like how human beings have evolved, you know, we are very, very separate, separate, separate. We always trying to find a way where we can see each other as equal, whether it's race or, you know, um, religion or, or, or gender, like everyone's trying to find a way to be, you know, to, to be equal and, um, not and and not to separate not to not to there's beautiful differences as well which you know everyone's a unique individual but you know there's something underlying that connects all of us and mm-hmm. speaking of like in a, a perfect example of this in in real time uh through this project is you know we've built out this phenomenal discord and for those of you who don't know discord is another uh vehicle for people to come together using this incredible technology so think of like you know, like WhatsApp, where you can have a conversation with some folks who put their phone number in, you put your phone number in, and all of a sudden you can connect and you can create bigger, bigger and bigger groups, you know, Twitter and Instagram, everyone's got these groups. Well, Discord allows you to put together communities um, using their software. And, you know, you have to verify, you have to put your, uh, you know, an email in or a phone number in to make sure you are a real person. So they, you know, people can't come in and scam other people. So you do come in there and then you're part of a community and the community centers around something special. So for example, for our project, it's, it's uh, Seekers of the Eternal and the, the artwork that we're about to um, share with the world, but also some of the values of, of us trying to reach our highest potential and, and elevate our, our, our way of being and thinking um, and how we, how we interact in this world. 
And so you have these personalities coming together around the same cause. Now, in every community, there were people, the people will be there for alternative reasons and have their uh, different motives than you. Um, but what you'll find for the most part is you're finding that the mature, the audience is much more sophisticated, much more mature than the average discord group. You know, we have channels in the discord. We have like weekly, daily and weekly challenges, which is, you know, to practice things like love and gratitude and forgiveness and personal responsibility and, uh, responsibility within your community or, or, or to be a friend to a neighbor. Um, you know, we, we challenge ourselves to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations, um, you know, outside of our, maybe outside of our comfort zone, because we know it's the right thing to do. It may not be the easiest thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. And what you end up having is people coming through, being inspired by these challenges and then sharing their experiences collectively. And when people struggle, they, here's a, here's a word of wisdom. You know, we actually actually have a channel called the wisdom well as well, where we take quotes and messages and lessons that we've learned in life and we share them with one another. And it's, it's so uplifting. And so here's the point I was getting to was last night we had our first call with our moderators. Um, moderators are people who help us to engage and communicate uh, with our audience in discord. You can imagine 4,000 people. You need some people to help manage those, those, the, the communication. And when we go to sleep, there's a team of moderators that are awake and uh, ha halfway across the world. And, and we have a few from New Zealand, and the Philippines and, uh, and other places where they're awake while we're sleeping and vice versa. And they just kind of help to keep the conversation going and alive and answer questions that people may have. So last night we had our first meeting with our moderators, you know, live in person screen on. And we have moderators from Canada, the United States, um, the Philippines, New Zealand. Um, we all came together and the people that came through this discord and this project to become moderators they self-initiated like they participated in the chats they want they love the project they were helping other people out within the community just like hey if you guys want to know more about this go to this link they weren't paid by us they didn't you know we didn't we didn't hire them they almost they were they almost were elected by the community and so it was like mm -hmm. a no-brainer for us to say hey would you like to be would you like to be a moderator everybody came in last night it felt like family it felt like i knew them before wow. And it mm -hmm. was, there was no ego in there. And it doesn't mean we all agreed on everything. Everyone shared perspectives. And, but it was like, you know, Gandhi says, honest differences are a healthy sign of growth. And um, that, that's where I just felt like, wow, this is going to be really special because we've put, mm. we're putting together this team of folks that genuinely want to, that want to be a part of this. And, you know, it was just a level of interconnectedness that I did not expect to come through Discord like this. Well, yeah, I love hearing that. Yeah, and shout out to, to everybody that has that has joined us, that's seen the, the value in what we're doing and has found their way to us and is, is helping yeah. out with it. It's yeah, it's a it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing. And and when we know we know the the sort of <laughs> snake pit or the 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 ways, you know, all of these different tools and technologies all of course have their flaws and all of that. Sure. And, and we know, but it's anything, any tool can be used creatively and consciously in a way that can be really beneficial. So we're, we're playing in, in these worlds with the, these new technologies. We're keeping our, our minds open because it, it takes, I think, people with courage and with vision and with uh, 
pure intentions mm. to use these tools and show the world how they can pop properly be used so if we don't do it who's gonna do it you know so that's what that's the reason why also that i'm really happy and thrilled to be on this journey is because this gives us a chance to do that um we can you can talk negatively about all of the things out there and talk negatively about projects that you've seen but if you're not making one that's better (laughs) And right. who's going to do it? Correct. So that's what we're doing here. Is we're, yeah. we're trying to do it in a new way. And we're bringing it. It's, it's almost like uh, harmonizing the energy in the space, too. Uh, in, a, in a shamanic circle, you get people that come in with all of their different types of energy. People mm-hmm. maybe are coming in with addiction problems or uh, really just at the end of their rope, you know, coming into a circle. And then you've got other people who are coming to connect completely with spirit and everybody's at different levels and looking for different things, but we're all here to learn and to yeah. grow and to connect with each other and with our higher selves. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels like that's the spirit, even within Discord and the moderators and our group. We're like those, you know, it's like controlling that shamanic energy of just with our own energy. We're not going to respond harshly to somebody. We're not going going to. Uh, it's in the same like in the Ramayana, Hanuman is always faced with like new uh, obstacles and uh, ways of, that he could go about it but in his mind he quickly goes through like the wisdom that he knows in his life the teachers that have taught him things the the scriptures that he's read and makes the calculations and responds in the most optimal right. way right. <laughs> and we can always do that you know yeah. so that's and how we skirt the snakes <laughs> that's great. and it feels amazing to be a part of that process there's so many times in my life where i watch like politics and i'll be like uh, someone's got to do something about this. <laughs> you feel so helpless that you don't, you can't get involved. Or if you feel like you do get involved, it never really changes the system. There's an opportunity here with this technology to really change the system. You know, this is a chance for us to build the kind of community that we want and to put the, you know, put build a foundation on strong values of ethics and, and morality, whatever, you know, and I, of course, like I said, honest differences, we're always going to have that. But I think, you know, we know what we're all trying to achieve. We're genuinely here to help one another. Uh, and obviously, and in doing so, you know, you kind of help yourself. But I love being, knowing that I actually have a chance to make a small difference in the, you know, the space and time that I occupy. And anyone else that's willing to do that as well, I feel comfortable encouraging them to join us. I think that's, I would, you know, I don't even like, I'm, I have my money in a bank. And my mom's like, Hey, how's that bank? I'm like, ah, I'm not giving a recommended. Like, I just, I just don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're not doing anything nefarious that I'm aware of. They seem to be following all the laws where they wouldn't be in existence. However, I still don't recommend it. But in this situation, if someone is looking to be a part of a phenomenal community where people genuinely care about each other, the artwork and the NFT, the digital asset you're going to get actually has meaning and value attached to it. And you have a group of people who are involved for the, in this project for, you know, for the long term and want to build something really special that people can feel a part of for as long as they want to feel a part of. That's what we have here. You know, no one's mm-hmm. being forced to enter. No one's being forced to leave. It's just, 
you know, if you genuinely want to be a part of something special and I, I would welcome, you know, everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're just getting started. It's like yeah. right now I'm just completely focused on drawing these images. So I'm, I'm not as involved as I will be as we get this whole ball rolling. Yeah. So right, right now I'm just kind of like locked in my studio drawing all of these traits. It's the biggest art project that I've ever worked on and it's taking more focus and determination to pull it off and to pull it off in a way that is um, proper uh, for the subject matter and for the people who will be receiving it so um, so as this you know we're in in the 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 creativity the wisdom for for what's next keeps showing up for us like right right in the nick of time so we're following we're following this thing it's like what wants to happen and we're going to be instruments for that and so yeah that's that's really how we're we're seeing it and also too it makes me think about like my guru paramansa yogananda he says that when you're looking to make you know we're he's talking in a, in a, about it in, obviously in meditation and, and connection with uh, your highest self but he says that environment is more powerful uh, than than uh, than will mm. so the environment that you put yourself in can be so much more powerful than you alone with your willpower mm. so when you tune into like these daily challenges. I mean, the, the, the fact that people are on there and like, you know, doing that, I mean, imagine it's like before it was like, oh, okay, you're on discord and you're what it, just, you know, talking shit or whatever yeah, you're doing. Yeah. And now you come onto this one and all of a sudden you, you just did something really beneficial for your own self yes. and maybe for somebody else. And you're, you're developing, you're, you know, cultivating, positivity and and like new realms that you weren't exploring yeah. so and you're around a bunch of people encouraging you to do that oh man it's epic i mean what just to speak to your point there's that one of the daily challenges the last one uh challenge 32 which it was essentially it was uh like it was called clean it up and it was pick an area in your life that you've been neglecting and clean it up like physically clean it up it could mm. be your it could be a drawer in your night table but it could be a room in your house it could be your office it could be in your garage just pick it and we said listen if you take a before picture and an after picture of that physical space whatever it was a drawer or a room and send it to us we will reward you with uh, an allow list you know for the and it's it's interesting because a lot of people um you know that sent it in, like, you can tell it really, they needed, they needed this challenge, you know? And the fact that we were able to inspire and motivate people to do that and see some of these pictures that people have sent us pictures in, of, of people in from, you know, in, with, with very beautiful uh, environments that they live in and, and somewhere, you know, you can tell they don't have a whole lot, but, you know, we all allow some form of chaos in our lives from time to time. And we all have a responsibility to clean it up. And it was really cool that people had the courage to do it and then to share it with us and get rewarded for it at the same time, mm-hmm. which I thought was a win-win for everybody. So, you know, I think about people though, Chris, that love your artwork, but are so nervous about crypto and are so nervous about NFTs. And if they do have that courage and curiosity that you just said, I hope, hope and I just said, it, we hope everybody has, but you know, where do they get started? everybody goes through that exact same feeling. I I did. And the benefit of being a part of a community where other people have already made some mistakes is you have the benefit of learning from those mistakes, 
Uh, and we have a responsibility to make sure that we educate our audience in a way that they don't make the same mistakes and that they feel informed during the entire process, which means, you know, what first just understanding what is crypto and what is an NFT? Um, you know, how do you get into it? So how do you buy cryptocurrency and where do you store cryptocurrency? And then how do you use your cryptocurrency, you know, to interact, whether it's to buy an NFT or to invest or what have you? Um, you know, we have a whole team of people and now we have a full community of people that have all gone down that road. So we're going to put together um, the videos for your audience and my, and our audience who are curious, but don't know the first thing we're going to actually have a video that just walks you through it completely. And then the other part that's really great about technology is they can send you or myself a, a DM uh, through, through Instagram or on Twitter, um, or even in, if they come into our discord, send us a DM and say, look, I saw the videos. I'm still confused. I still don't understand, but I want to be a part of this community. Mm -hmm. We are more than happy to walk people through it. We will hold your hand and get you to the right place so that you can feel comfortable, um, you know, with every aspect of this journey. Yeah. And that's, it's total music to my ears. Just to think about like, we're, we're here in this space now where we've combined together and we have this ability and to think about my friends that I can um, turn over to you guys to help out with, yeah. with crypto and NFT questions and to wade people into these new territories. And it, it's, it's so early now. It's such a good thing to get up, get in on things when it's early yeah. and to get in on things when not everybody's doing it. Right now, a lot of people are are think that this NFT thing is a just a, a trend and it's going to go away or whatever. It, these are that's the time to start getting interested in these things yeah. because when everybody's doing it, then everybody's already yeah, done right. it. It's too late. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and you can still participate and get involved, and in, you know, it's always changing and stuff later on. But but if you're think if you're curious now and you want to get in, in, involved in it, you know our first mint is free. Yeah. So you get two two um, Genesis passes that, and then the I mean the when we release the Hanumans, we haven't released the price yet, but it's not going to be unaffordable. Yeah. If you're going to be able to um, figure out a way to you know do whatever you got to do to get one of these. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not going to take much, and then. And then you get to this whole, like, I mean, back when um, I was dipping my toe into cryptocurrency, just to like buy a, uh, a training course on how to use crypto, it was like $1,000 mm. if you wanted to hear somebody give you videos and teach you how to do yeah, things yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. You had to, in this, you, the entry into it so we can wade you into it and we can... Um, you know that you're working with people with pure intentions. Nobody's trying to, everybody's trying to help each other. Yeah. And then you can quickly understand what you're doing and, and be able to participate in it and then be ready for the future. So you don't have to be afraid of this. Yeah. And I think we're going to a space now where people, I mean, so you said like you can, you're going to always be in a space where you can always, um, if you really like the Hanuman or you like other NFTs that uh, have a, a dollar cost, value or a crypto cost value, you know, it's like buying art. If you went into a store, you would still expect to, you know, to pay for it. You're going to purchase something that has value. It's the exact same thing for, you know, for this NFTs and for the NFTs and the digital art that, you know, you're going to get through the Hanuman project. But the beautiful part is they're now building channels. So people can actually, you don't even need to buy cryptocurrency. You can use your credit card and you can 
buy uh, NFTs as well because the platforms are starting to evolve and they realize that, you know, my mom and my father, my mom and dad, if I said to them, you know, you got to go open a digital wallet and get a crypto exchange and transfer money from your bank to there. And it, I'm going to lose them as soon as I say open a digital, <laughs> you have to open a, create a digital wallet. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, the, the platforms are starting to realize that there's a huge population of folks that just it's it just will feel way too complicated. As easy as it is, it can still feel overwhelming and complicated to a segment of the population. So they're like, well, what do you usually use? What are you used to using? If it, you know to to do your regular purchases, and they now have created bridges so that you don't have to, you know, get too far outside of your comfort zone to still be involved in the space, which is pretty remarkable. So, and I think we should be able to get there uh, by the time we go to Mint for for Hanuman. Everything will be set up, so people don't even necessarily need to buy crypto itself. Um, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have videos on on all of these kinds of things, but I think the place that's to really start, cool. Yeah, so I think just the place to start is just if you're curious and you already see value, then have the courage to join us. Ask as many questions as you want. There's no such thing as dumb questions. But you know, you're going to expose yourself to phenomenal artwork with an incredible community that you can have access to for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And then you're preparing yourself for the, the future too, because this non-fungible tokens thing, I think is really going to become the way that a lot of yeah. musicians are working. Anywhere. Yeah, ways to um, participate in live events or it's like, um, think about it as, uh, you know, okay, you're listening to this podcast right now. This is one leg of our of our community. It's like the podcast offerings. We're going to do real life events, things with a lot of artwork and a lot of uh, things that we can give away. And yeah. it like buying, um, buying an NFT is kind of just like, you know, buying a membership to this club that we've That's right created and so now you're now you're in the club and then also like if you want to leave the club you can sell your your purchase ticket yes. to somebody else who wants to be in the club and it yes. probably went up in value because we're going to keep putting energy into this thing so it's it's awesome like so if you think about like you 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 purchase a membership to something else and you whatever you're maybe you're paying monthly to get all of this kind of content and then when you leave you didn't you didn't have anything but in this case you if you keep uh, supporting the project now you have this wallet of of artwork that has gone up in value or it has value to it and then you can trade it and sell it and it's it's really um, a way to uh, be able to support the things that you're into and then also you know possibly be investing in yeah. at the same time it's a, it's a beautiful thing and I feel it's so futuristic I yeah. think this age of energy that we live in, like my, my guru and the lineage of gurus talk about us being in the age of energy, Dwapara Yuga, Sri Yukteswar, fully awakened master who, um, he, he talked, about, this was like his message to, to the world is that a lot of in India, and this is, this is widely contested, uh, but in, in the, 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 the mainstream idea is that we're still in Kali Yuga. There was um, some uh, scriptures that were written, and a lot of a lot of the teachers talk about us being in, in Kali Yuga. But Tri Yukteswar, he came to this period of time, obviously to be Yogananda's guru. But the message and the thing that he had in his book was he was writing the the time the timeline, saying that um, Kali Yuga, which is like the material age, think back to the time of Christ or medieval times, where mm. we didn't have and we didn't have electronics 
we didn't, you couldn't talk to somebody about doing energy exercises, moving energy in the body, because like, what is energy? Right. What are you, they don't know what electricity is, let alone energy and the energy in the body. And think about Christ. He had 12 disciples, the greatest yogi to come to earth and how many years has 12 people interesting in this we right now have more than 12 people caring about what we're doing (laughs) you know and so Sri Yukteswar says that in seven in the year 1700 AD is when the Kali Yuga the material age ended and and the 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 age of energy Dwapara Yuga started and you can look at the inventions you know, we call them inventions, but these realizations that came to scientists at this time, like one that's easy to cite is the electron microscope was discovered when now we can zoom in and realize that matter is only vibrating energy. That's huge. That's yeah. a huge revelation. Yeah, yeah. And all of the, the inventions that come, Yogananda calls them time and space annihilators, like uh, radio and television yes. and now the internet and now what we're doing here with with all of this like i'm not in the same place as you i'm far away from you yeah. and people are listening at different times than we're recording it so we're true. in the age of energy guys like so, <laughs> i don't know so how true. i don't it's just at least in my mind this is this is the age of energy and and, yeah. and our money is turning into energy it's no longer just has to be gold or you know, it was transitioning, it used to have to be gold, like a traded item one for one, like yeah. trade you this, this gold piece for something and I get something else. And then it went to credit cards, which is digital money. And then it's, you know, now we're moving into a more sophisticated version of that with blockchain. Yeah. And so it's just, it, it's, it's nice. It really goes with this, this idea. And then in the age of energy, they say that it is, it is about human interest. It's about um, personal interests. Personal interest times energy equals Dwapara Yuga. Um, personal interests. We're moving away from a world where whatever our dad and his dad and his dad or his mom or their mom or her mom or whatever did previously doesn't determine like right. what we're going to be doing with our our lives. That's right. You know, or just because you come from a poor family doesn't mean that that's going to be your fate in life yeah um you can this is obviously it's so obvious we look around like everybody is you know with with all of the social media platforms and all of the video uh tools now that we have and everybody's expressing their interests and their personalities and their fashion and their it it doesn't matter anymore too like what the trends are the trend is like if you if you are confident and you own you know like you own your 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 whatever you're wearing and your type of way that you speak and all that kind of that's what's cool like knowing who you are and what you're interested in and sharing that with others that's what's cool right now and it's these tools and technologies are are making it possible for all of us to do more and more of what we want to do with our lives and Yeah, I see this Web3 stuff as a big part of that. Yeah, I I agree 100%, man. Like you said, like, we're, we, this right now, like staring at you and listening to you and, you know, you're in my ears and, and yet we're on, you know, 
you know, I'm very, very far north of you, Toronto to Florida. Um, you, you could ask anybody 20 years ago, and this would be like, that's back to the future stuff. That's, you know, Jamie, that's uh, what's your, what's his name? Um, who was my boy from uh, back to the future? Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like 30 years ago, like this stuff was all impossible and now it's just reality. It's a given. It's, it, it's, it's taken for granted. This is a miracle. 30 years mm-hmm. ago, I would have been like, that is impossible. And now it's my everyday life and I take it for granted. I think we as human beings always kind of fall prey to that. We're still experiencing something and then it's like, oh, well, that never happened. And then it happens and it's like, meh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like We're so to- used to evolution and change yeah. now. It's so crazy how quickly we get used to it. Like, imagine if I said to you, you know, one day we might be able to go, you know, on a rocket ship and go just go for a walk on the moon because technology will get there in our lifetime. In 20 years from now, we'll be some, there's going to be a folks on Mars. Right now, you've been looking at each other like, yeah, this guy's probably a little bit crazy. I don't think he realized how hard that's going to be. But imagine that moment 20 years before the first air, the commercial flight took place, 20 years before that. If you said, I think we're on the cusp of getting everybody into an airplane and then flying them from, you know, from Antarctica to, you know, I don't know, Australia um, on, a, on a commercial flight, you'd be like, I don't think this person really has any grasp on reality. That's almost impossible. We're a hundred years away. And then all of a sudden it happens. And now it's like, Hey, when do we leave to Australia? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just like that. And I feel like that's what's happening with cryptocurrency and web three. Um, it's, it seems a lot of, you know, it, it seems far-fetched and that lots of different limitations and variables at play, but there always is. And those things, human beings have this really incredible ability to work out the, work out the, the variables in such a way that it still allows for the technology to prosper. And mm-hmm. something as simple as electricity or, 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 a you know, vehicle, you know, you know, people are like, well, we get, we're so used to candles and horses. Why would we ever move away from that? There's so many other risks associated with moving away from it. But we ended up moving away from it and nobody even thinks about going back, you know, and I think that's what's probably what's going to happen with crypto and Web3. We're not there yet, but we can we can see this evolution. So you either stand on the sidelines and wait until everybody else figures it out for you, or you can get involved now. You can understand the process. You can understand what's moving and you can come along for the journey and be educated and informed so you can make the right decisions when it's the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting time to be alive. Yeah. And I also am a big advocate and believer that our imaginations create our reality. I love talking about <laughs> um, this idea that you can explore, you know, hypothetically, I guess, or science, science is now really with, with um, looking into say this, say this idea of bubble universes all being right next to each other this this idea of multiverse reality. And each decision that we make, our perception of reality is moving us through these bubble universes that everything, everything is possible. You know, science is showing that science and religion are starting to, to merge. Mm. And these things that the, the rishis and the sages would talk about are now being talked about through scientific terminology. And so 
And in, in India, the, the, all of these great stories and the rishis and sages have all been telling us that this world that you live in is not as solid as you think it is. Mm. It's not as fixed as you think it is. And just like what you were saying with all of these things that seem to be completely impossible just years ago in our lifetime are now taken for granted where you would have been a crazy person to say that. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe you're in this reality now where you can fly in a plane from Australia to Antarctica because you believed that that was possible. You didn't say, nah, that's not possible, you know, mm. and you moved into that reality. Who knows? You know, they're all available. And also, too, like this, like biblical idea of hell, like um, people afraid of going to hell or what happens when you die and you go to hell, like you go that's a hell is a place in your mind mm. and it's the the good news is that it's not permanent right. yeah. <laughs> so the thing to do if in our lives is to cultivate a place like luke was talking about in our, our previous podcast with luke brown cultivating this unshakable place of inner peace mm. and then the world around you, he, he has beautiful language that he talks about it as this, this world around us begins to shift and change to accommodate our new state of consciousness, our new uh, perception of reality. And that's why, you know, we do uh, these spiritual practices or people join some shamanic uh, ceremonies or work with plant medicines because it elevates your consciousness to a new level. And then when that is elevated and, and the, the goal is to see if you can keep it there, you know, you can have these big experiences, come down, forget about it. There's always something there. You always, you know, they say the worst thing that could happen in a psychedelic experience is that you return the same way that you left. <laughs> yeah, that, would, that would be hard. <laughs> um, leaving out the physical issues, you know, you, there could be things that you, you know, say, I don't know, but so uh, but mentally so but as as we're elevating our consciousness this this fractal uh, holographic universe mm. shifts and changes to accommodate our new state of mind so if you're around positive people if you're around people who aren't always just uh, rain clouds and doomsday and telling you uh, why your ideas aren't going to work and why the everybody in the world is terrible and you can't trust anybody and and we're you know coming from a place of fear then man it's going to be really difficult for you to see the world in the way that we're talking about yeah and so, so uh, yeah, it really has. Uh, so like, I, I was going to, um, I have some thoughts on some of the things that I was sharing with the group last night in our meditation, I think kind of goes hand in hand with this. And, and we were, uh, Luke and I were talking a little bit and we were talking about this, this subject. And this is, uh, it's a book that I read from a lot here in the, on the podcast from Yogananda's words. This is one called how to awaken your true potential. You can get it at Crystal Clarity Publishers. These books are such packed with wisdom. And it goes in line with, okay, how do we get there? What do we do about it? Okay, I, I want, I hear what you're saying. I would like to 
I would like to expand my consciousness. I would like to start moving into a place where I can uh, live without fear and be more comfortable in my life and trust the universe to give me what I need. Mm. But how do you, how do I get there? I feel like I need to be afraid. I, I feel like I need to worry. What what happens if I don't worry about the future? Then I'm just what is that? What does that mean? Letting go. What does that mean? What are you talking about? I can't just let go. Like, you're crazy. Um, this is this is what that means. Yeah. So Yogananda says. Whatever you have made yourself in the past, that is what you are now. By the secret invisible traces of your own past actions, you have been controlling the power of your present actions. Through the law of cause and effect that governs actions, you have ordered yourself to be punished or rewarded. You have probably suffered enough it is time now for you to parole yourself from the prison of your own past undesirable habits. Since you are the judge, if you are ready to liberate yourself, no jail of suffering, poverty, or ignorance can hold you. Oh. Mm. That's mm. Beautiful. So it, it gives us, I think, actionable ways to participate in our own peace. Yeah. And so think about, it makes me think about, okay, the, the world that I'm living in now, the perceptions that I have now are a product of my actions, my words, the, the thoughts that I've entertained in the past mm. are now giving me this, this reality that I live in now, which I understand for maybe a lot of people listening, the reality that I talk about maybe doesn't seem like a, <laughs> doesn't seem like it could be reality, but for me, it's reality. Um, because of the past meditation practices, because of uh, the plant medicine experiences, because of the, reading the the great scriptures and listening to all of the talks from my teachers and yeah. the times that I pushed myself past my comfort zone and did things that were good for me, the times where I used discipline to overcome addictions to sense pleasures, uh, those have informed this new reality. And so it just says like, okay, the thing to do is, is not now this present moment is how you help the future. Worrying about the future is not going to help you, just so you know. Right. And just so I know, I'm talking to myself because I worry about the future all the mm -hmm. time, but I catch myself and I like, stop. <laughs> stop it, Chris. You know, Because it's not going to help. The thing that's going to help is to learn to cultivate a state of present moment awareness. And to, if you have a sense of peace in this present moment awareness, and you're going to exist in the future where you have more peace. So all of the times where you make those good decisions, where you, you know, you've, you did it, something in the challenges on the, on the discord, you did a meditation, you went to the gym, you ate a healthy meal, you put on a 
uh, a podcast that was uplifting rather than dragging you down. Um, you said something nice to somebody when you could have said something mean to them. All of those decisions that you're making in the present moment are going to make your life better. Your yeah. those are the those are the building blocks for your future. So I think that's what he's kind of at least that's what I got out of that passage. I, I thought mm. that was beautiful. The uh, I so I agree. Um, I feel like I got what you just the way that you beautifully articulated it. Um, I love the part where it says, you know, since you are the judge, you can determine whether or not, you know, you've done, you've, you've done your penance and you don't have to put yourself in jail. Like you can liberate yourself if you know that it's, this is a rebirth and you're, and you're genuinely trying to change and be the best version of yourself. Then as the judge, you can say, well, you've paid your penance and now you're free to do that. I just think that's wonderful. You know, you think it's so much you don't in this world, you just don't have control over. Um, it really is just, it's just how you think. That's really the only thing that you have true, true control over. So yeah, I think that's so wonderful. I don't, I, I don't want to sully it with any more thoughts. I feel like uh, with my, my thoughts, at least your thoughts are always so great. Um, but I no, that's, that. no, that's, that that's piece. it, man. Yeah. Like I love when he says here, you have probably suffered enough. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You're the judge. You're the you're the jail. You're the you know the prison guard. You've probably suffered enough. How generous, right? And kind and compassionate. Mm -hmm. Probably suffered enough. If imagine imagine giving that advice to your wife or to your child or to your best friend who's going through something tough and feeling like they maybe deserve it or they can't see mm -hmm. out of it, you know, just, you've probably suffered enough and it's time, mm -hmm. you know, something mm -hmm. so gentle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's time for you to parole yourself from the prison of your own past undesirable habits. Mm. Knows we're victims like of our just subconscious past habitual patterns and they just it's not our faults it's not any don't even like be upset with yourself it couldn't have happened any other way we yeah. just all of us we develop these habitual patterns that are subconscious and until you like hear like words like this, it maybe like snap you out of, oh, whoa, wait, wait, I've been just stuck in a loop of past unconscious habit, habitual thought patterns. Yeah. And it comes to like something that you were saying earlier, um, that we are all so much more similar than we think. Yeah. Uh, we have more in common than we don't have in common. And one thing that we have in common, not only humans, but all <laughs> creatures on this planet are seeking pleasure and trying to avoid pain, discomfort yeah. and pain yeah and all along like our whole journey as like think of yourself as a cockroach even the smallest little worm you know you can put it and you can poke it with a, a needle and it, it wants to avoid that and it wants to go get the sugar or whatever yeah, yeah. we're in, we're just that like our whole lives we just been that we just been going towards the sugar and trying to escape the, the pain and then it's led us to develop these habitual thought patterns and then we made it through millions and millions i mean at least this is my 
uh, understanding of, uh, you know, I believe in, in reincarnation. It makes so much sense to me above anything else. And it, that throughout these millions and millions of lifetimes, say we were just that worm, we were all along, that's all we've been doing is, is moving our way up, moving our way up through the animal kingdom. And we've just been trying to avoid pain and seek after pleasure until we get into a human body mm. that is available for higher states of consciousness. Yeah. So when we've made it this far into this game, like don't discount just being a human, how valuable mm. it is how far that you've come. And if you're even having questions about the nature of reality, like you are at a very high level in consciousness. And to get to a place where you're like, okay, maybe those habitual thought patterns are just now controlling my future. And now maybe I can step into the driver's seat. Right. And everything that I'm doing now is informing and giving me a better future. So that future yeah. that like, say like that Luke was talking about, he's like, you know, you wouldn't believe my life. It's, 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 it's an unbelievable dream world to a lot of mm. people. And it's because he's listening to spirit. He's listening to um, his higher self when it's wanting to make corrections to him, even when those corrections are really hard. He's listening to it and saying, I want to be in harmony with you, um, Divine Mother, whatever you call it. And then that leads you to being a Jedi where you're comfortable in uncomfortable places where you can be in a remote place in a small, you know, island in Thailand that he got stuck on that he wasn't planning to be there. But now it's just like, oh, it's the most beautiful, wonderful experience because I'm just and I noticed when I was listening to his talk, um, it was coming up for me because you were asking him about it too, about letting go. Like he was talking about letting go. Mm. And psychedelic experiences help us out with that because you either you got to let go or if you dig your heels in and resist, then, then that's where the hell realms are. Right, when you right. start to resist it and then you're like, then you're in hell. Yeah. But if you are letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go, you're opening yourself up to more and more um, trust in the universe. Yeah. Trusting in the universe to, to have your back, to only give you things that are beneficial for you. Even if they look dark, they are there for you. And I, in my meditation, you know, in meditations, that's what it is too. It's like um, letting go, letting go in your meditation, letting go of the conversation that you're having with your friend, letting go of, worrying about your projects, letting go of of worrying about the future or um, mulling over past or letting go. And that's what letting go means. Letting go, letting go, letting go until you get to a place of just calm feeling. And then that calm feeling, if you can cultivate a sense of calm feeling throughout your life, then you can be guided through every moment in your life when you're guided through every moment in your life then no matter what it looks like around you or how treacherous the situation becomes you're like a jedi just things that are impossible for others are possible for you because you're like i know that i'm following spirit and i trust the universe to protect me so 
I was really getting a lot out of his talk and um, I'm looking forward to making that more and more a part of, of my life. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was one of the most uplifting, um, eye-opening podcasts I think I've ever done. Uh, Luke is a, Luke is a phenom. Um, mm -hmm. I, so we're at the uh, almost 90-minute uh, mark. We said we were oh, going to okay. this one short for Paul. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I guess it didn't happen. So, no, yeah, it's all it's... good, Paul. But I feel like we got, <laughs> we got we got into into the into the weeds on um, on the NFT project, what it means to be involved with it, and you know, for those uh, of our of our viewers who are, are nervous about it, to know that we're there for them, and you know, uh, we're happy to be a guide uh, when they do start to explore this and. Um, and I'm just excited for people to join this journey with us. Mm -hmm. I was see. I know we're, we're going a little bit. I was going to tell one last story. I think this puts the icing on this conversation sure. as, yeah. in a practical way. This is something I just heard from one of my teachers at Ananda, the, like the Sunday talk that she was giving. She was talking about a disciple of of Yogananda, um, not a direct disciple, but a member of the Ananda community, uh, older woman who is very um, long way on the path. Her name was Cheryl Mack. And then in 2009, she got a cancer diagnosis. And they say, that those at the community said that she just handled it so beautifully when she got the diagnosis and the way that she moved through the process of it was just with so much grace. And people were very inspired by her. And one of her friends was asking her, how did you do it? Just describe a little bit of how, how you did that. And she said, well, uh, the mindset was that I didn't resist it and I didn't accept it. But what I did was all along, I just tried to raise my consciousness. This is just a chance for me to continually keep my mind on raising my consciousness so I can raise it above my fears and worries and my uh, you know, addiction to thinking about uh, the senses and pain and all of those kind of things, just continually raise my consciousness. That's what she focused on. On the night before she got the cancer diagnosis, she was going into, you know, get the, the results of the test. She's a disciple of Yogananda. She, she was praying to master, we call it Yogananda, he's a master of self-realization. So she was praying to master and, and she was, she was, uh, she started praying in, in these different ways. She said, Master, I give you this cancer. And then in her mind, she's like, oh, no, that's not quite right. And then she thought again, and she said, Master, I give you my illness. And she's like, oh, that doesn't quite feel right either. And she just quieted her mind and opened her heart. And, and she heard the voice of Yogananda come to her. And the voice that came through said to her, said, give me your fear. And that's what she ended up doing. She, she, she gave, when she heard that voice come through, she wholeheartedly gave over her fear about the situation. And she said from that point on, she never had fear again. And she overcame the cancer. She and lived for quite a while. This was back in 2009. She lived. She lived without cancer. Um, it, you know, it wasn't immediate, but 
she overcame the cancer and then she just passed away about a, a, a year ago um, recently. Um, and then, so my teacher was saying that the key, the key to this story is that it's, it's about, it's about um, uplifting our consciousness so that we, we have to uplift our consciousness to a higher level so that we are in a place where we can receive what God has to give to us. If you're a lower level and you're, wor- and you're in a fearful place and you're, um, you're worried about what's going to happen and you're scared of the, of the pain and all of that kind of stuff, you can actually receive that message that wants to be gifted to you. And so, yeah, we can't, if we're busy with our senses, um, but when we rise above that and we open ourselves up to give me your fear, you know, give over your fear. And what a blessing that cancer was for her because she overcame fear in that lifetime wow. and gave it all to, to God. So that's, uh, I think, a really cool practical Oh, I love that. Story. You know, it's like returning to it's like children are fearless, right? You almost have to instill fear in them just so they know, you know, not to touch the hot stove. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine getting to going through your life and then being able to release fear mm-hmm. and, and the ultimate fear, right? Death, I think is, is the ultimate fear, if not your own and your children's uh, is the ultimate fear, but you know, to release fear. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an incredible gift. Mm, that's the best thing so we'll leave everybody with that one yeah so nice to have you with us joining us and we'll be back in a week with more non-toxic positivity that's right we'll we'll see you in our discord or in twitter or in ig yeah blessings everyone